This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Uh, we have a lot lined up for you today. We're going to talk uh, about being in a family-owned business and what that means at Christmas. Uh, we'll also be speaking to uh, Rabiani, perhaps about the place where you can get a burger for Christmas Day, I don't know, from the, the Grosvenor Hotel. Lots to get through. It's getting festive in here. talking cravings it's almost six minutes past one good afternoon it's nice to be back i was actually i've been been away for a couple of weeks and tad you've done a wonderful job in my absence thank you i almost thought i was going to come back and find my chair was uh the the name on the back of my chair was going to be gone never never happened (laughs) are you well you're looking forward to a white christmas i am looking forward to a white christmas in a few more days and i'll be on a plane excellent yeah we are actually exploring christmas in a little way today we are uh, our first guest is, is certainly joining us for the first little while in the program. He's come suitably attired as well. His name is Fabio Katafi. Hello. Um, if you've been into Ligon Street and had a look at, um, there's, a, there's a couple of old terrace buildings that have been there for a very long time, and one of them is La Spaghettata. And Fabio, your family have owned La Spaghettata for 36 years. Yeah, 36 years, that's right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the program, first of all. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, the challenge of, of being in a family-owned business could be sometimes considered uh, too much of a cross to bear. Talk to us how, how it's all come about and was there an expectation that you would work in the business? Or um, I've always worked there since I was like 13 years old because I, I used to I dance professionally for 25 years. So mm-hmm. while I was dancing, I used to work at the restaurant and wash dishes and do colada and um, do the bar and just sort of make work my way bread. up. Make the garlic bread. Actually, <laughs> butter the garlic bread whilst doing the splits on the cool room wall <laughs> and dancing around and getting in trouble all the time. My yeah. dad would walk in the kitchen and go, you're supposed to be working. You're not, not supposed to be dancing, but I'd be practicing all my routines that I would learn you know, had learned the day before. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I didn't really expect to be where I am, to be honest. I was just going along, doing my thing. And then um, a few years ago, about five years ago, I got involved full-time with the restaurant. Mm. And I kind of do it now. I've been doing it for five years full-time and running the restaurant with my brother because mum and dad are retired. Mm. Do you so, still yeah, dance? I dance around the restaurant, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I dance around the restaurant and entertain the staff. You don't and dance professionally? Sorry? You don't dance professionally? No anymore, no. I did that for 25 years, so now it's a different 
time of my life. Yeah. yeah. What made so, you stop? Um, I just, I actually, I was dancing and then I also studied fashion design. So yeah. I knew how to sew. So I started making children's clothing mm-hmm. and, and just designing it and selling it at the markets. And it was just a hobby basically. And then I decided to take it seriously. And then it sort of became a, like a proper, a big business. I was yeah. working 70 hours a week. So I thought I will uh, do my kids clothing and yeah. then I'll go back to my dancing when it all settles down. But of mm. course it just got bigger and bigger and I didn't get a chance to go back to my dancing. So then that's sort of why I left it, to be honest. Mm. So it was kind of just a... And had a, yeah. a, a, a traditional sort of, I don't want to say traditional or normal, but a, a traditional migrant story. Yes. Um, Italian migrants, post-war, your parents came yes. out here. Um, how did they cope with having a, a flamboyant young son? Um, I just think they were used to it because I was sort of always that way inclined from a, I was always crazy and madness <laughs> and having a good old time. So I think they were kind of used to it really. Mm. And it was kind of fun for them. It sort of entertained them, I guess. And was there a challenge? Did you, did you come out to them? Or was yeah, there I, yeah, I did come out to my, uh, my mum and she was like, don't tell your father. And I was like, okay, <laughs> mum. And then I did tell my father and then, um, he, um, yeah, so he, he had trouble with it at the beginning. Did he? He did, yeah. He did lots, had lots of trouble with it. He didn't understand it and he had a lot of trouble with it. It was just, I think, the proud Italian father sort of, um, yeah, like what will people think and all of that stuff. Mm. But but after he came t- to terms with it and everything, like he's amazing mm. now. So he's um, um, actually a really amazing support for me now. He's, ama- he's always the first one there. If I've got something going on, yeah. my dad is always the first one there. And so our relationship has become really amazing and full circle. Mm. And it's great to have business as well. He's a good mentor for business and everything. As a kid, um, did you want to work in the restaurant? Um, did I want to work something in the... Like, oh, I think it was just... Uh, yeah, I guess there. so. It was just yeah. good like extra money because I was dancing. So when I was dancing, it was kind of like... Um, you know, it's just extra money. So if I was away dancing and then I would come back and I didn't have any work, I would just slip into the restaurant and do some work. And then I'd be like, oh, mum, I've got to go to Hong Kong for two weeks. Yep. I'll be back later. So it was good to have that basis. As I worked for someone else, I'd be like, well, you can't really go anywhere. Yeah. But I got to come and go all the time. So I got to do what I love with my dancing and yep. still have the family business to, to fall back on all the time. So, mm. And now, you know, it's sort of what I do all the time now. All the time, yeah. Like, yeah. 60 yeah. hours a week, whatever I, it is. I just want to go back to when when you were dancing. What what were you doing? Who were you working for? How did you... When I was dancing? How did you earn money? Yeah. When I was dancing? Mm. Yeah, I worked for Disney when I was young, doing all the pantomimes, and I worked for the Australian Opera, um, Channel 9, and we used to do IMT every week, and oh, the Logies in yeah, Melbourne yeah. tonight. Yeah. Today, tonight, <laughs> Melbourne tonight. So we used to do that every week. Um, so were you, were you part of a troupe? Were you part of a, a group or... Um, well, well, you were Tony Bartuccio. I did. I went yeah. to Tony Bartuccio. Yeah, I went there. I studied there, yeah, from 11 to 14, and then I did full-time there. So I worked for Tony, yeah. yeah. We used yeah. to do the footy show every year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was all different groups because every, every job would be different. You'd be dancing with different people. I think that every second gay kid in Melbourne would, 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 would recognise Tony Bartuccio Absolutely. dancers from the 80s <laughs> ah, and the, the 90s. It's the, the best school yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah. That was the best time mm. of my life at Tony Bartuccio because it was the 80s and everything yeah. was... They would be dancing to Michael Jackson on Bad and yep. Whitney Houston. Or mm. the, yeah, I want to dance with somebody. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. It was amazing. So yeah, that was um, yeah, it was a good time. So for the Australian Opera, Channel Nine, we used to do the Logies. Um, 
Hey Hate Saturday, all of those mm. fabulous shows back then. So it was a really, it was a really was good time. Was there a desire time. to join uh, Joey Peroni or, or te- Young Tina? No, Tina Arena on, um, on Young Talent Time. No, but I did dance with Tina Arena. We did I'm in Chains for a charity event, and that was awesome. Mm. That was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I should have done Young Talent Time. Yeah, because you could can have been sing, fun. Not really. No, my partner was on Young Talent Time. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Magic doing magic. Yeah. Get out. That's he came, awesome. He came second. Yeah. Oh, that's why, awesome. Why did I not know this before now? I don't know. I loved Young Talent Time as a kid. Yeah, that yeah. was so much fun. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> madly into it. Yeah, so much fun. Mm, oh, well, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. And you still do it now? I was no, going to no, say, no, does Richard now. still do magic? <laughs> oh, no. Or is that just for you two for <laughs> special? Just, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. I'm, with, I'm with a top hat for a bit of yeah. special. <laughs> uh, Linda, if you're listening, I hope we're yeah. not offending you. It is almost 30 minutes past one. You are here on Cravings on Joy 94.9. Fabio Katafi is our guest from La Spaghettata in Ligon Street in North Melbourne. Sorry, in Carlson. Um, I want to come back and talk about that the, the restaurant because it has yeah. endured for a very long time. And, it has been a long time. Um, all of those sorts of things. But first of all, we'll take a quick little sojourn into some uh, community service announcements. You are on Cravings. It's uh, almost 13 minutes past one. Bonjour, I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. We need to get one of those done in Italian. I should have got Massimo yes. Bottura to do one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great. Mm-hmm. Get Fabio to get, come in and do some in Italian. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'll get Sophia Loren to come in. She might want to come in and do okay. one. You're Is on. she still alive? Yeah. <laughs> Living in Geneva. She's about 116, Genoa. isn't she? Oh, uh, 83. Geneva or Genoa? Genoa. Geneva is Switzerland. Geneva is Switzerland. Not Genoa, Italy. Genoa is Italy, right? No, yeah, no, yeah, Geneva. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Fabio Catafi is the voice you can hear along with Tad Lombardo. We are the, today the three musketeers. Um, we're talking about uh, family businesses and restaurants. And Fabio, you're, I said at the top of the show, your family owned the restaurant for 36 years. Yeah. Um, so you've grown up in it. What What are some of the pressures that that exist in a family business that may not exist if you're going to work as you when you're dancing for somebody else? Uh, well, I guess there's a responsibility for your reputation, so you're always very um, aware of that. So you know you're always wanting to make people happy, and you can't just be like, oh, whatever happens, happens. You really have to make sure that every customer that comes in is happy. And leaves happy. So that's yeah. probably a, a responsibility and a pressure, I think. Um, but what about if there's disagreements, like with you and your brother? And obviously, you're not going to let it show on the outside, and, and the, the guests wouldn't see that. But how do you deal with that sort of potential conflict? I always scream and yell sometimes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That's good. That happens in every family when there's <laughs> what, no restaurants involved. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, it was hard because my brother had been doing it for such a long time, and then I came right. in. And so that was a little bit difficult. But now... We've just learned each other's personalities yeah. and we work around each other. So with my brother, he's very he knows what he's doing, so yeah. I just respect that and he does his side and I do my my side. Your so strength, his sometimes strength. when he gets involved I'm like um this, I'm doing what I'm doing, so just do what you're doing, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, I've just what, learned what, to how, let it go. How have you divided those things? So, what 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 do you specifically take care of? What does he specifically take care of, so that there is no conflict that can? Well, arise? my brother does all the rostering and all the ordering and all the financials, which bores me to tears. Yes, and I do all the sort of creative stuff. So I'm kind of good with people. So I'll you know do all the 
you know, chat to the customers and I do the Instagram and I do Facebook and I do newsletters right. and I do all the interior design or... I was going to say, you I, put I, up all the Christmas decorations. Yeah, all of that. I design <laughs> all that and, you know, if there's any advertising to do, I'll organize that, the websites. Basically, I'm a very visual and creative person, yeah. so I do all that. Whereas he's probably more analytical. And he's very analytical, which is a really amazing it's balance. A balance. It's a perfect, yeah. it's really good yin and yang because I'm yes. all like, Ooh, and he's like, no, you can't do that. So it works really actually perfectly. And so we've learned to get along really, really well. Yeah. Is, he, is he married? He's got a girlfriend. Right. Does she chime in at all? Or? She used to work at the restaurant, yeah. Okay. For a while she worked, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But we've learned, you know, uh, you've got to pick Another layer of complexity, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. And what about your parents? I mean, obviously, for from their point of view, they've been doing it for 36, 36 years. 36 years, and yeah. And to hand that over. Do they yeah. still try to have a bit of influence with um, what they feel should be? Or? Not really, not really, because my my dad sort of, as he always says, if you know, he wouldn't have left it to us if he didn't think yeah. we would do a great job. So he thinks that we are doing a great job, mm-hmm. and it so gets he sort still of better comes every, in every Saturday. He comes every yeah. Saturday night from about five to about eleven, and he'll you know he'll go in and you know still he's the boss, and everyone <laughs> sees yeah. when my dad comes in, everyone's like, oh, Tony's coming, right. so they're all a little bit more on guard when my dad comes yeah. in, but. You know, from him working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week and doing it for 36 years, he, I think it's sort of, he was happy to let it go. But still likes bit. to come back and yeah. get that little bit of... Yeah, he always, like, you know, every time we catch up, how's the restaurant yeah. and what are you doing? And da, 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 da. he's always very involved because yeah. he started it from scratch in 81 with from nothing. He started mm. it from scratch. So he's very protective of it and makes sure that it's sure. in good hands. But I think he knows it's in good hands and we're doing a good job. Yeah. So he's um, quite happy. And I think the fact that, we carrying on my mum and dad's legacy is really important and to what, him. what was your mum's input to the business? My mum did all the financials, basically. She so did all the books like and the wages. Yeah. She did all of that. And she would, you know, work the bar yeah. and the cash register and everything like that. Um, and keep the peace, too. <laughs> and was your, was your dad a chef? Was your dad a cook? No. Or? Mum and dad never did anything like that. No. My dad was like front of house and my mum was back of house, I guess. Right. Yeah. So who, they just hired a chef? Yeah, we've it? got like four or five chefs. And waiters and everything like that. Yeah. So they, yeah, they just all alternate and work. So it's been kind of a good journey. Yeah. Sometimes tough, sometimes challenging, but it's nice to carry on the legacy and, mm. and you know, it's nice to have something you can be proud of. Yeah. When, when you were growing up, was, was the restaurant and, and its team of people, and I'm assuming sort of cooks and, yeah. and front of house people and what have you. Yeah. Was was that an extended family for you in some regard? Yes, it was. It is now. It yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. At the start, when I sort of was learning about managing people and everything, when I five years ago when I started at the restaurant, I was very like, "Well, I'm the manager, and you guys work for us." And that was sort of my attitude. But then I that doesn't work. Doesn't work. But no. now, but now I've learned. Not that mm. I've learned. It's actually just become a very natural progression yeah. that we're all a family, mm. so we all support each other. And um, when someone has a breakdown, and I try to sort of be compassionate and kind towards the other people. So we're like a family. So like one of the, one night, one of the, the guys in the kitchen, his sister passed away and he oh, just, no. and they rang him at the restaurant to yeah. tell him. And I just said, oh, you know, you can go home and he's like, no, I still want to work and stuff. So he stayed the whole time and he was obviously very upset, yeah. but we had that moment where I could comfort him and mm. we share things and everything. So it does become like a big family, yeah. which is great. And I think that's a really nice do, way of looking at it. Do they come to you with, you know, Issues. I can't pay my rent or, or yeah, whatever. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes, you know, someone has to go overseas for maybe a funeral or something mm. and, you know, you you know, you know, might 
advance them the, the money yeah. to get there and then you know they'll give it back to you later yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. so you know it, yeah it becomes like a family it's like yeah. a big it's a big you family you spend so much more time it's so much time together i spend yeah. more time with them than i do with my friends or i spend more time at the restaurant with all of them than i do with my friends and my family so you learn to really love the people mm. you work with love and hate relationship you know what it's like mm. and yeah and, and does the restaurant become your social life because it, yes I think absolutely because you are so social and so absolutely yeah you're, uh, gregarious that you, yep. and I've, I've watched you you stand at the front of the restaurant you know everyone that's coming past yeah. you interact with the people either side yeah. is, has it become that sort of yes, that social has, outlet yeah. for you and I've made so many wonderful friends like customers that come for the first time and then you know they invite me to their wedding and then yeah. they um, go to their you know their, their children's christening yeah. and they invite me to their homes and um, and I mean now they're like they're like my friends basically mm. so I've made some met some really beautiful people and that, I think that's the amazing thing and that's probably what I will take away with you one day when I don't do it anymore. Mm. I think the fact that I've met so many amazing people and connected with, and you connect with so many great people. And I sort of love that. I mean, as a person on, on a, uh, it, like I like connecting with people yeah. and meeting new people. And at the same time, I like having my own time. So when I switch yeah. up at home, I like to, I'm um, switched off. I mean, yeah. And that's the other thing too, because you spend so much time with, mm. with people, you know, I'd imagine switching off can be a bit difficult yep. at times and, yep. and it, it, it's almost a conscious thing. You have yeah. to put yourself yeah. into that position. Yeah. I have to balance it and have, cause I'm like always with people and I'm always talking and stuff. So I need to be silent as well for yeah. my balance. So on my days, I've had to go to the gym, come home, watch movies all day and I was going to say, what, off. what is, I need what is to do that. that Otherwise you, I'll go mad. Mm, yeah. I'll go to yeah. the gym. I come home and I just watch movies, have yeah. a movie, Binge sleep, watch. Watch a movie, sleep, watch The Real Housewives, you know, watch my crime channel. So, and I, for me, I find it really, really important to switch off and recharge myself, mm. then to go back into the restaurant on the weekend for Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. I was going to say, you've got to have energy to, yeah. to be that person. So I can be the host that I want to be, you know, yeah. and, and I guess the host that people expect me to be as well, because sometimes they come to the restaurant you know, for that laugh or for mm. that fun, you know, yeah. and you want to give that to them. And sometimes you have it in you and sometimes you don't, you know, because sometimes there's other things going on in your life. Mm. So you have to, Correct. it can be difficult sometimes. Fabio Catafi is our guest from La Spagatata in Ligon Street, an institution now after 36 so many, years, so I know, many a years. long time. Sometimes the mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's rare in yeah. this industry for, I mean, with the exception of uh, probably Francois and um, a couple of other venues around town. It's, it's rare that, that that longevity it is. It's such a long time. And yeah. yet if you go down Ligon Street, it's, there's a number of restaurants that have been there for yep. that extraordinary amount of time. What's, yep. it, what's it like being a part of, of, of that sort of broader Ligon Street family? Because it is almost a destination space where people yeah. here to yeah it's great it's i mean i don't really i don't really know a lot about the other people because i you know i'm always working mm. and we sort of i just concentrate on our business but yeah. you know obviously you know yeah. when i'm walking down the street i know the guys from brunetti and hi and you know chat mm. and have a little wave and all that stuff so it's, it's yeah it's a little community it's yeah. it's really nice it's like a little bubble in a way and it's such a great street you know it's a really awesome street and it has such a um, great vibe about it, especially in summer. You know, yeah. it's such a great and street. And all them hoons come in their car. Oh, the hoons, except the hoons. I hate the hoons. I don't want the hoons to come, but no. I can't stop but them. They're kind of part of it too, though, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. It's but it's such idea. a great little street, and it's nice to be part of it. Yeah. If, if you have to describe the restaurant to somebody who is oh. um, sitting on the other end of the radio that's never had the Las Bagatada experience, yes. describe the, the, the restaurant for us because it's. 
Well, it's an old Victorian terrace house, yeah. so it's mm. really beautifully decorated, and it's sort of an, um, you know, very antique looking and, um, you know, beautifully decorated, and it's just yeah. like an old school, very. I think everyone likes coming to the restaurant because it feels like home. Mm. Right. So it's a beautiful old antique, I think eighteen twenties building. Building. Yeah. Um, How many seats is it? I think it's about 270, 300. Okay. So it's like yep. there's a there's a street, alfresco yep. dining, there's a courtyard, there's a balcony, there's an upstairs function mm. room. Um, so it's a beautiful little restaurant with you know, great pasta, veal, chicken, seafood, great food. Talk through the, the food yeah. because I think there is a certain style that exists there that exists in very few, in, in very yeah. few places elsewhere. So the food you want Yeah, yeah. The food is, yeah, it's amazing. Well, the pass is amazing. We always get so many compliments. Not because it's our restaurant, but, you know, or people are always leaving saying, oh, the pasta was amazing mm. and the food was amazing. So um, I think the pasta is our specialty, yeah. you know, with the gnocchi and the tagliatelli oh, no, and I the spaghetti. I can, I, without and, wanting to make this sound... Uh, like an ad, the yeah. gnocchi gorgonzola is is just one of those dishes that has been Divine. around on that menu for probably thirty yeah. of those thirty six years. Yeah, absolutely, and it's stunning. And we have a great mixed pasta platter, which is like a platter with three different pastas, so you can try those and have that combination and some bruschetta and yeah. some tiramisu. Mm. So it's very old school Italian. And because it's family based, I think people get that energy when they walk into the restaurant. There's my dad there, my brother, myself, yeah. my auntie, my cousin. So it's very much. I guess feeling the love and I think yeah. you know when you walk into a room or you walk into a restaurant there you pick up on the energy so I think um, p- people pick up on that family vibe and that warmth and they feel like they're coming home I think that, yeah. and I love that it's important it's really nice I mean thank you for joining us I know that you've got to run away I do before you run away um, you put have my a, outfit on and a get favorite, to work. <laughs> a favourite artist I um, do and a favourite song by that favourite artist so yes. I'll get you to introduce it before we before you leave yeah. Miss Tina Turner. Yeah. And what's I'm going to take you higher. Oh, no, no, no. Is it no, higher? No, no. no. We're going with oh. higher. What's the other one? Rivers Deep Mountain. No, no. Proud Mary. <laughs> no. I think more recent. Think 80s. Oh, my God. And a little sexy. <gasps> I'm your private dancer. That's the one. Uh, Fabio Catavi <laughs> is at La Spagatata. If people want to know more of the website, laspagatata.com.au. Excellent. Mate, thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Thanks guys. You were great. Love you. This, thank this you. Your community is our business. Joy 94.9. It is 27 minutes to two here on Joy 94.9. We have seen Fabio Katafi sashay from the studio uh, to Tina Turner's private dancer. And if, I only wish that our next guest was in here to do exactly the same thing. He is the owner of the Grosvenor Hotel and the St Kilda Burger Bar. His name is Raviani. He joins us. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Pete. I'm disappointed you're not here to sashay out of the studio. <laughs> As am I. Um, say hello to Tad, by the way. Tad's, uh, Tad's my regular co-host now. Hello, Kaz. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> we, we're sort of having a bit of a conversation about family-owned business and um, and then how that works at Christmas and who takes the day off. And you've been doing, you've been in this industry for. I'll say a long time. Um, with, Twenty-four years, Pete. With various, <laughs> so you don't look it. With various, uh, with various businesses. How, how have you found it every year? Do you sort of look at Christmas and go, "Ah, ho hum, I'll celebrate it on the twenty-eighth"? Yeah. No, I um, I long time ago, locked in Boxing Day is my day to celebrate. Well, it's probably a good day to because of the crickets on. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You think something no, to right. entertain you apart from the cricket? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is. It is. It's a very good day, and most of uh, the tension of 
you know, the lead up and of Christmas Day has probably evaporated by then. So Christmas Day works well for me. Uh, and, uh, sorry, Boxing Day works well for me. And me being at work on Christmas Day, uh, is, uh, is, is fairly important to the team and to the guests who we serve. So I've accepted that a long time ago and, uh, it seems to work. So from the point to the Grosvenor, what's, what's different about Christmas Day between the two venues? Oh, obviously, uh, the point, we, we had five rooms in which we would serve Christmas Day lunch. Uh, first sitting is at 11 a.m. and, uh, 2.30 p.m. was our last booking. Grosvenor, much the same, just less numbers given the capacity. And uh, I'm assuming, uh, what's on the menu for the Grosvenor for Christmas lunch? Oh, it's a traditional. Uh, it's a traditional menu. Everybody. The irony of it is, everybody loves to see turkey on the menu. Everyone loves to see Christmas pudding with uh, sauce on glaze on, on the menu. But uh, the reality of it is, uh, I fill it. Uh, prawn cocktails, I fill it, and uh, and pavlova always seem to win. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad for me. I would eat two of those things. The third, I would not. And what about the burger bar? Is that open for people who need to drive through Christmas lunch? No, no. The burger bar, we're actually uh, ramping up a bit of a, a recovery campaign for Boxing Day and then New Year's Day. So that's a separate awesome. proposition on its own. Uh, you'll be able to order uh, what we call the recovery package, a cheeseburger with bacon, uh, a mini Belvedere vodka, and uh, a McClure's pre-mixed Bloody Mary, so uh, <laughs> you all, all that delivered to your door via Deliveroo for $20, so I think it's right. a pretty good buy. I, I only wish that I was close enough to be able to order <laughs> Deliveroo. I'm going to be in a different state, and that's uh, I think that's the perfect Christmas recovery for me. Um, your, your family, you've got young kids now, so how does, how does your family deal with the fact that you're away on Christmas uh, Day? My son is now four and a half, so okay. he is alert enough to complain. Yes. I'm not sure whether his mum puts him up to it, but <laughs> I have uh, it's a year by year effort. Uh, I'll I'll deal with it a year at a time and explain to him how important it is again to the team and to to the guests that come in to the Grosvenor on Christmas Day and trust us to deliver on their uh, you know on their occasion. Um, do you get to do something in the morning it. before you go to work or, or oh, on Christmas Eve? Definitely. Yeah, little kids, um, sleep's not an option, particularly <laughs> Christmas Day morning. So regardless of what time I've arrived the night before, it's up cracker stars and uh, wrapping paper everywhere and treats everywhere and everything. Santa Claus, the Santa Claus has been. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Santa Claus came, um, I think it was the elves this morning, according to my son, and, and took the list from Santa's stocking in a little pouch that the Christmas list he'd made. Uh, <laughs> he, right. said, he said, I think, I think the elves came dead overnight and picked it up. I said, oh, okay. And has he told Santa what does he want? What does a four-and-a-half-year-old want oh, from Santa Claus this year? You know, out of, out of the six things he's got on there, one of them that surprised me was a donut maker. Ooh. Really? Yes. I was very surprised by that. And, uh, have, you got so, a, have you got a little foodie on your hands, Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Excellent. Well, mate... Um, I, I won't keep you too long because you're you're at work. But I just uh, tidings of the season from us. Um, I'm I'm hoping you get to enjoy at least uh, the work on Christmas Day with a room full of people who are all there to have a good time. You, you assume, wouldn't you? Uh, you you would assume that. But there are there is the odd table that you see and you notice that the son-in-law sitting with the mother-in-law and the and the chemistry there <laughs> isn't exactly electric. So you've got to be careful and tread. Treat around that uh, that table with great care, but uh, <laughs> on the whole, on the whole, everyone is there to have a good time. 
uh, and you know, and our role is to ensure that we deliver on that. Uh, and it's a great day. The team are usually quite pumped. Uh, they're getting well remunerated for their effort, uh, and it's sort of like, well, we've had the season now. It's been a great three or four weeks. Uh, we've earned this, and um, yeah, it's very, very satisfying. And have you got any space left? Any bookings left? If people need somewhere to go? No. Oh, oh you're booked. There's all wow. And yeah, we are. We've been booked for quite some time. Uh, and it's just, yeah, a year. It's been a great year at the Grosvenor Hotel and the build-up's been, uh, tremendous to, to Christmas and, and most of our main events. Uh, so no, we are full. Uh, and we will open our doors at, at about 10.30. First sitting at 11am and uh, last reservations at 2.30. So we're hoping to all be home by about 6, six o'clock that evening with yeah, our nice. families. Well, I shall uh, toast you with a glass of champagne from my uh, position up north, mate, and we'll catch up in the new year. Thanks for your support. Look forward to it. Thank you, Pete. Good Take on you, Robbie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He's a good man, Robbie, I tell you. And... Um, Yes, it's a shame. It's a shame. There's no bookings. Would have been nice to. Yeah, uh, that's. Well, it's anyway. good from there for that point. Well, of view, it is. It is. Now, um, you're going home for Christmas as well, Ted. I am. Yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, Richard will be with you. And yes. You're, it, is it his first white Christmas? I think so. I mean, he's been in London over Christmas time before, but um, not this Arctic cold that we'll be flying into. Um, it's, I think it's about minus four degrees at home at the moment in, in the northern New Jersey, and. Um, so we'll be experiencing that. We've had to go and get some proper winter coats and gloves and things like that. So it should be good. But I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice. Yes. And you get to be with your family for Christmas, yeah, which is a good is thing. Yeah, the first time in 20 years I'll be with my family for Christmas, which would be nice. So that long? It has been, yeah. It, it, I'm going to come back and talk about this in a minute because I yep. think I wonder um, if there is a sense after all of that time of, of Christmas being really different or do you, loneliness. And I want, I want to talk a little bit about that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, and something else that I'm involved with as well that I want to talk yes. about, which is uh, going to support some people. So uh, for you, Tad, and yeah. for Richard, and for all of those who might be heading to somewhere a little cooler for Christmas, this is for you. It's, uh, it's a bit old. It's from the Rockets, but um, cool. we can't not play it. It's 20 minutes <laughs> to two. You're on Cravings here on Joy 94.9. G'day, I'm Pete Evans, and you are with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy 94.9. Yes, indeed you are, with Tad Lombardo as well. 14 minutes to two we are. This is our last show together for the year. This is. I can't believe yes. it's gone quick. Um, I have no idea what's happening next week. We'll uh, cobble something we'll together, I'm out. sure. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh, it always comes together in the end. Yes, or it could be a replayed program from earlier in the year. Nothing wrong because it that. will be Christmas Eve, yeah. and nobody wants to have to think too hard. Can you believe it's only a week from Christmas? No, but at the same time, yes, because I just want to go on a plane and yes, because you're ready. Aren't you? <laughs> I'm you're, ready. You're going on Friday. Friday, yeah. Mm. So, uh, so when good. you arrive, is it still Friday? Still Friday, yeah. Okay, so so leave on the twenty third and get there on the twenty third. Yeah, well, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, just before we came to this break, we we're, we're sort of talking about Christmas being a um. Uh, a thing where so you you haven't been back for twenty years That's so you right. haven't had a white Christmas for twenty right. years hence why we had to play the Rockets <laughs> Thank singing you. White Christmas um, is it is it a hard adjustment after sort of so so much time away to go back and sort of fall into your your space in the family um, well I, I don't well I'll let you know after we get back <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I, the way I feel now is no it wouldn't be because I mean we've we've gone back regularly and yep. um, you know we, we're still very close with everybody and, and we all have a connection and you know when I moved here 20 years ago you know all the nieces and nephews weren't 
on board. They yep, are now. Yep, yep. But I'm actually really looking forward to having Christmas with all the nieces and nephews mm. and um, and just hanging out and being loud and obnoxious like we always usually are and, and having fun. And are you looking forward to a cold Christmas? I actually am this year, mm. and that's not the norm because this is the first time we'll have gone back in the winter yeah. um, by choice. Previously, yes. it was always summertime. Yep. Um, the, the temperature at the moment in my little town in New, of New Providence is like minus four degrees Celsius, which is like Arctic cold. Yes. Um, but I am looking forward to it. It's, they're actually saying that the northeast is hitting for, I think it is yesterday or today, yeah. it's going to be a couple of the coldest days. of On record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, a friend of mine is a, the, the ABC correspondent or bureau chief in Washington, and right. I think her husband has landed on Australian soil today, and uh, <laughs> she's a bit jealous it's, because it's freezing. Yeah. Mm. So, it, look, I think it'll be – there is something special about a Northern Hemisphere Christmas and it being there cold. Um, but there's also something very special about being a Southern Hemisphere Christmas and being warm as well. What, so. what's, what's the weirdest Christmas you've ever had? Was it the first Christmas here where it was hot? Yeah, that probably was. That was the first mm. Christmas away from family, yeah. um, and that's sort of where, kind of when it, it sort of sunk in that you know I wasn't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I certainly do. I, yeah. I, I had a similar experience in Japan. Yes, yeah, um, where I was caught in a blizzard in my little the space where I was working up in um, in sort of uh, central west of Japan. Yeah. So not even in Tokyo, where there was there was some Christmas. Yes. I was in rural Japan almost. In a ski no resort. Man's land. And, well, yeah, and there's Japan celebrates quite differently. So yeah. again, in Tokyo, it would have been okay because there would have been um, somewhere where I could have slotted in and had a, a semi-traditional yeah. Christmas. But there I was with a, a fish head curry and rice, having to call all of my family. Um, uh, you know, on the other, they were all here in Australia, and yeah. um, being from such a, a big family, yep. it was. It was really taxing, and it was sort of upsetting. And I'm like, I'm in a blizzard, and I'm eating a fish head curry and rice for my lunch. And but that's what it is. Mm. I think the food has a big impact on Absolutely. on what you're having as well. And there's certain traditional things, and you know, like one of the things in my family is from my mom's side of the family where it's this potato dish and it's absolutely beautiful and she's the one responsible for bringing that on christmas day tell me about the potato dish you know i love potatoes yeah it's really cool it's um it's just a very simple dish it's, it's a mixture of potatoes and and mustard and um, um spring onions and it's beautiful Jeez. and you bake it it's 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 twice baked basically oh. so you it's absolutely beautiful it was my grandmother's recipe on my mother's side and um, and I make it here any t- all the time I can. So. Linda, when you're listening to the podcast, I, I need to see an, a, a copy of this recipe. I'll get you one. Because <laughs> we, we Dylans are, are mad for potatoes. Yeah, it's really it's nice. Irish. Yeah, and it, it works really well. Yes. So I'm having a hot, a very hot Christmas this year. Yes, well. you are. A, a poolside Christmas in It'll be Br- good. Bris Vegas. Yeah, and you leave on Wednesday, don't you? Yeah, I do. My sister's yeah. been emailing me. She's like, uh, so we're going to have some ham and some pork and some chicken and some this and... This massive yeah. list of food, and I remember being at her house a number of years ago for Christmas and having to drive around um, the northern suburbs of Brisbane trying to find duck fat. Oh, right. For potatoes. So yep. I, I, went for, I went for miles and miles and had no luck. And eventually just sort of came back, and around the corner from her house is a butcher. Yeah. And I, we had to call into the butcher to pick up a particular piece of meat, and there sitting on the counter was duck fat. And I'm just oh, like, perfect. you are kidding me. I've driven all over <laughs> Brisbane. Trying to find Found the it. duck fat for the potatoes. Oh, if they had essential ingredient up there, it'd have been easy. Right. <laughs> so um, Christmas looms ever closer. So yes. next Saturday we won't have a program. Well, we will have a program, but it'll be a repeat. 
perhaps Possibly, a, a yeah. bits and pieces of, yep. of something we can cobble together. And and then on New Year's Eve, there won't be a Cravings program. Again, yep. it will probably be a bit of a best of. To, yep. We'll find a couple of interviews that we really enjoyed during the year. And, um, and then we can recharge. and Yeah, because we need good. to. So yeah. And then I will be back uh, for the 7th of January, where yep. we might look at some of our New Year's resolutions around food. And I'm back on the 15th, so it'll be after that. And, Excellent. Yep. Um, have you got any predictions of things that we'd, we're sort of seeing um, in in the food business? Any predictions of, of what might come for next year, do you think? You know, it, it's it's interesting. I, I haven't had a, a, a big think about it. Mm. Um, obviously, things do come. Um, I have a feeling that tarts, little tarts, will be back in, in, in favor. Can we please get rid of the frickin' donut? Please. Especially if it's got a, you know things all over it sometimes it's a bit much you know or, or not just not we, just the donut we may, have, the, we may have seen those this week oh no so but those are cool but yeah. i mean i, I like maybe, you know, the milkshake with the donut on top that's what i'd like to get rid of yeah yeah no I'd the like donut's the, cool i like it i like a donut not a but, donut person no okay no but it just doesn't need to be on the top of a milkshake that's not clever no me. i did see some we saw some of the function yeah there, where there were syringes yeah, yeah. full of jam stuff, or, or yeah. stuff and you just squirt that in a donut and eat it and these so that young man yeah. has launched his own donut shop he's that's he's right. like 15 or 16 years old um, he was on the Today Show. I, I first yeah. saw him. I think he's yeah. launched his donut shop this week. Right. Oh, that's cool. Um, and he seriously, he's a he's going to be he's an entrepreneur. He's yeah. just got crazy ideas. Yeah. With donuts, so um, uh, that's Morgan. So he's um, he's a smart kid. Yeah. That's exciting. so. Yeah, I want to see the donut gone. I don't want to see <laughs> What's any Morgan going to do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to see any more freaking quinoa for crying out loud. Uh, Can no. that thing be over yeah. already? Done. Done. Yeah, I, I think um, it's. I'm tired of hearing the word superfood myself. Yeah. I really am. It just bores it's me. It's rubbish. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'm sort of, I will be happy when it's gone is if um, chefs have any note, stop opening freaking burger stores. How many burger stores uh, do we need? Yeah, we've got it's more than enough at the moment. Way too many. We I love need, a burger, but, you know. We don't need Neil Perry's burger store. Not when we've got well, people like Robbie doing stuff at the Central right. Burger Bar. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, enough with the burgers already. Yeah. Somebody in my office the other day ordered a kale burger. And I what? took the patty out of there and smacked them around the head with it, because in a all kale seri- burger, kale burger. Are you kidding me? It's all a crime against humanity. Are, it is a crime against something. How I was it? Through. They didn't enjoy it. There was two of them of ordered kale wouldn't. burgers. Meanwhile, I've got this big, you know, buttermilk chicken burger, which is oh. dripping with cheese and ale. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. No kale burgers. So anything, oh. I, I think kale can go back from to from whence it came. Um, so they're the things that that I'm happy to be gone. Kale, quinoa, yeah. um, and anything from the cabbage family. Really, get rid of it. It's it's food yeah. for pigs. Um, <laughs> things that I want to see. Um, we're seeing a, a lot of moves in Peruvian foods. Yes. If we're going to do real Peruvian, let's start eating the guinea pigs. Yep. Because that's a Peruvian yep. classic. Um, can I do that here? I don't. I don't know if they'd be allowed. Oh, yeah. Um, what I am organizing in the next little while is a chat with Wiley DeFresney, who's coming yeah. as part of the um, World's Top 50 and the Melbourne Food and yep. Wine Festival Masterclass Program. So once we get into January, we'll talk to Wiley DeFresney, and we're also going to talk to Carlo Cracco. That'll be great. There'll it's be a lot of things awesome. happening with the yeah. Top 50 coming here. Uh, there will be. I've, I want to talk to Grant um, Arkatz yep. from Alanir as well, but I don't think we're going to get a chance to do that before right. the festival. Um, but we were, getting into the new year, that's when all of the um, celebs start coming out of the water. That's right. Uh, there's also going to be that little TV show called MasterChef. So we're going to get lots of people yeah. to talk to from MasterChef as well. Um, I hear some rumors about some of the people that are coming. I'm kind of sworn to secrecy. but yeah. um, 
Talking Desserts, there's a couple of very cool people coming. So yeah, cool. um, they're things for us to look forward to next year as well. Um, more Korean food, please. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love Korean oh. food. Korean barbecue Same. is the best. Exactly. Yeah. And more barbecue. Yeah. All of this hot sauce yeah. and mac cheese and, and brisket and smoking and, yep. and charcoal and shit. I want all of that next year. Yeah, definitely. That's mm. the real good stuff. Because that'll take that'll make us feel good. Yeah, yeah. It's, and food should make you feel good. Mm. That's what it's about. Also should recommend the Pure South Dining has reopened yesterday. Yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were um, there, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Go down and look at it. It is absolutely stunning. Uh, so we'll catch up with those guys in the new year as well. Um, we probably should pay our last lot of messages and then we'll come back. There's a project yep. that I'm launching tomorrow with another food broadcaster on yeah, community radio important. that we need to talk about. So um, we have a, a very few minutes to go. We shall return to Shinny out here with our own private dancer. I've missed my favorite show on joy. What do I do? What do I do? Podcasters to battle! Joy Podcasters fight on tirelessly to bring you the best bits of every show. So if you've missed something recently on Joy, don't worry, our podcasters have your back. Head to joy.org.au and click on the podcast tab or look us up on iTunes. Podcasters on Joy 94.9, fighting tirelessly for your listening pleasure. We are on the home stretch, two minutes remaining, and we're going to see if we can fit this all in. Russ and Andre joining you on the Escape Pod, talking travel insurance, where many of you going away over the Christmas period. Travel insurance is very important. They need to ask about travel insurance that is already covered within your credit card. Russ and Andre, if you're listening, sitting there <laughs> waving their arms about the pair of them. Um, now, Tad, on, uh, tomorrow yes. at midday on Triple R, which is our opposition, uh, community radio program, a, a community broadcaster and myself have launched a campaign to help the the victims of yeah. the, the little Saigon um, market fire, which happened on Wednesday morning, yeah. uh, Tuesday morning. Devastating fire. Uh, devastating fire. There's, um, there's, there's traders who are not going to have a Christmas, and as yeah. we lead into New Year as well, and particularly the Lunar New Year, yeah. um, they're not going to have an income. So... We have launched a possible campaign. I will tweet it out from um, the Cravings Twitter, Cravings Join 949, and uh, we'll sort of yeah. retweet it all yeah, over definitely. the place. It's um, really important. Program. It's a possible campaign. We want to raise a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. We want to support those traders who are without income all the way through into Chinese New Year. This is the busiest sort of six weeks of their year. Makes or breaks their mm, financial It does, years, and, yeah. and without an income, yeah. they're not going to celebrate Christmas. No. Uh, to all of you who have joined Tad and I this year, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Very much so. Thanks for and, listening. Um, we are we are looking forward to coming back in the new year and joining you. Um, we're not going to have a chance to play our last song either, which is a bit of a shame. We'll have We've to play it another time. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be saved the last dance from me from Ike and Tina Turner. But um, we will hand you across to the lovely boys from the Escape Pod. Uh, they will take care of your travel and your travel insurance. Make sure you use the travel insurance that's already built into your credit card. That's a question for your guest. Um, so, Ted, thank yep. you for your company this thank year. Thank you. Thank and you for we'll, having um, me. We'll be back in 2017. We'll Have a safe and happy season. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.